Join me on my journey as I explore wealth in all areas of life. I'm your host, Mindy Kinnis, and this is The Lucrative Society. My friends, I have a special treat for you today. I am here with my dear friend, Isabel Price. Isabel, I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you for joining the show. Oh, yeah. No, it's, uh, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> so I literally just had to cut you off because I'm like, hold up. I want to talk about this on the show. You and I always have great conversations. So I literally should have just been recording from the second that we jumped onto Zoom. But let me start here. What just happened recently was Sean's one year anniversary of his death had recently taken place. And I was saying to you that I am not surprised that people get stuck in their misery or stuck in their sorrow or in their grief, because literally it's like the world is telling you that you should be sad. Yeah. And I had the same experience and I shared with you that the date was March 25th was a day that my mom passed away. And on that day, my dad would want to go to like Catholic mass and just, just stand there and cry and just be all just, you know, and, and listen, I really honor his emotions and it's obviously challenging to get through the passing of a spouse. You know that intimately, Mindy, you know, um, but it was also my mother, you know, and so I had different emotions and, um, but I guess for me, I had been working through her passing all year long in different stages that I didn't want to go back to square one every March 25th. And I don't, I don't know if that's what you were going to say, Mindy, when I started talking about that. It's very resonant. You know, I, I have done a lot of work in the grief aspect. And while I would say it wasn't the best day ever, you know, August 28th is not like going to be a celebratory day for me ever. It also wasn't like the worst day, but I was getting all these messages like on this very difficult day or, you know, in this hard time. And I'm like, people, I'm good. <laughs> like, I really yeah. am good. And that's not to say that I don't have hard days, but it's like the, the anticipation of just ongoing grief and hardship, I think actually can help. I mean, if I wasn't so strong in myself to just be like, people, y'all, I'm going to do whatever I want to do and don't tell me how to be or how to feel. But I feel like a lot of people out there and you, Isabel, too, are, are like that. You know, we're both spitfires and just like, don't, you know, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I say that and that doesn't mean that I didn't have emotions on that day, but I totally agree. It's like, don't tell me what I'm supposed to do on this day. Don't tell me that now this day is the anniversary of the death of the, you know, and don't say that in a negative way. Right. If you want to go ahead and say that in a super positive way, and we're actually going to do something like really honoring to that person. And I feel like we do that with like, you know, like, you know, our, our first president and our first, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you, you honor them. You don't, you're not like miserable bad. because, right. Like this is bad because no, it's just like an, an honoring a kind of day. Um, but I totally agree. And here's the thing. A lot of people are going to then have judgment about how you are approaching that. Day. Oh, she hasn't dealt with it. Like, no, no, like, I, I'm dealing like, oh, you know, she's just, um, 
you know, she's still in denial or, oh, you, you're totally uh, emotionless. I don't know. I've, I've heard it all. Um, but again, I, I just, I honored my dad's emotions. I had mine and I was like, please just don't tell me what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, on this day. Yeah, I recognize that all of that comes from love. You know, they're coming from, and they're yeah. wanting to be empathetic and, you know, not maybe say something like too happy because what if I was feeling sad or, or what? Like, I get that. But I'm also like, look, let's not make assumptions about yeah. what this looks like because unless you've gone through, I mean, as you have, as I have, like the death of somebody very close to you, you don't you don't get it. And even when you have, everybody processes it so differently that, I mean, I've seen all kinds of it. I swear to you, more people online, like on Facebook that never met Sean ever, some of them are more sad than I am. <laughs> yeah. Now, and again, I, I'm just, um, I've decided to like, just throw judgment like in the trash. Like I just, I, I totally, you know, there's, there's just like so much judgment flying around um, all the time. I was going to say right now, like it actually doesn't even matter. Like when I make that statement and every single time I even get like a, just a slight inclination to judge someone else. I'm like, you know what? You don't know the whole story. You absolutely don't know what's going on in their heart. It may appear a certain way. And that has been so transformative for me. Like actually something Sean used to say to me all the time. And I think about this all the time is he would be like, okay, what would love do? And sometimes that question to me, like didn't make any sense. Cause I'd be like, I don't know. Like my, you know, I was just sharing with you, Mindy, like I got a, a tooth pulled out and I was like, you know, all like crazy and miserable about it. So when someone asks you like, what would love do? You're like, that has nothing to do with my, you know, extracted tooth, but it, but it does, you know, it it's like, all right, well, I'm scared right now. Like I'm post-surgery and I'm scared. Like maybe I can offer myself some grace. Like maybe I can just kind of love the process of being in pain somehow because it's, you know, helping me to actually sit and do my meditations, which I was ignoring for so many weeks, like, you know, whatever it is. So I just always think about that. Like when he would ask me like, okay, well, what would love do in this situation? And that has really helped me to just take judgment and be like, I don't, I don't need judgment in my life coming from me. I'm going to have plenty directed to me and I'm going to need to learn how to manage that. But like, I don't need it to come from me. And people don't need it to come from me. I love this so much because it's a perfect segue into something that I wanted to ask you about. One of my all-time favorite stories about you, and you can confirm the details of this because I, I wasn't there myself, but I've heard this story. It goes something like this. You walked in to a very high-level group networking group that was all based you know with people that were very very successful and a lot of those people my guess was that they were probably male and you start talking about this product that you had sold and i believe it was 55 dollars, something like that mm -hmm. and all of these people probably a lot of the men are thinking oh that's cute because, you know, you, like me, were petite people. They might say like, oh, you know, a little like pat on the head. That's nice. And then you told them how many of those $55 pr 
products that you had sold. And I bet they just had their mouths on the floor. Yeah, this was Sean's favorite story. It's my because, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This is Sean's favorite story because he was sitting in that group and he and I had never met. I mean, we became fast friends like after that, but he was sitting in that group and he was like, oh, she's so sweet. Her and her little product, you know? And then I was like, well, you know, we've sold over 2 million of them and we have, you know, this many, like thousands of people on a subscription product. And they were just, now some of, some of them actually knew, you know, but Sean was like, what? What? <laughs> and I don't know. I've had people tell me like, okay, you take humility a little too far you know, for me, like Jesus was a humble servant. So like, I always think about that. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm, I'm a servant first, like a servant leader first. And I'm not going to like hide the success I've had. I'm, I'm not trying to hide it, but it's surely not going to be the first thing that you hear from my mouth. Like, hi, I'm Isabel. Like I have a, I have a husband, I have two kids, you know, I homeschool them. Like, you know, it, it's, it might be on the list of conversations we have, but it's not the first thing we're going to talk about. Well, that just speaks to your values, which obviously I so appreciate. That's why we're friends. But let's, let's back up the story a little bit. For those of our listeners who maybe don't know much about you, can you talk a little bit about what you do? And, and I know there's been some transitions in that story as well, so I'd love to dig into that too. Yeah. So I'm a nutritionist and that's, you know, basically how it all started. And I put together a product and I was like, oh, I want to write a book and I want to sell it in the bookstores. And somehow I came across these dudes because it was mostly dudes. And this was, I guess, like 12 years ago now. Yeah, 12 years ago um, when people first started selling ebooks and things. And all these dudes were making a whole lot of money selling ebooks and things online. And obviously it's a much longer story than that, but I recruited a business partner, my really, really good friend, Jeff, and we were just determined to figure it out. And for two years, you know, again, this was like 12 years ago. So now like 10 years ago for two years, we made absolutely no money. Every dollar we had went into the business, you know, like th that whole story. My husband was like selling stuff on eBay just so we had like enough money to pay rent, that kind uh, of thing. Been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't know. I just, I kind of love that that's part of our story, even though it was so hard then. And then the business literally exploded. Like it literally went from like zero sales to 2000 sales a day. I'm not kidding. And it was just, um, you know, and then we just took off from there. Obviously it went up and down, up and down, like most people's business do businesses do, but it was really thriving for a very long time. And I have to say when I I'm thinking back now, right? Like where I am now, 10 years later, and it's like, wow, how do you go from making no money being in like a ridiculous amount of debt to literally making over seven figures a year. Now the business was like an eight figure business, but like me, my take home, right? And nobody teaches you, and there's a point to why I'm saying this, nobody teaches you how to live life when you've gone from, okay, I'm just barely like paying my bills. Oh my goodness, I have over a million dollars every single year. Like you get to the end of the month, you haven't even done whatever you could do with the amount of money you just made. And now like you have more money. Now people might be listening to this and might be like, Oh, I wish I had that problem. I'm not saying that it's terrible. All I'm saying was that, man, I had a lot of learning to do 
because my husband and I both, like if he was here, he'd tell you the exact same thing. We lost ourselves, Mindy. We lost ourselves. Like, I, I mean, we just started buying things. Like it was just like, how much more money can we make? How much more money can we make? And I'm not going to speak for my business partner, but some of this also <laughs> happened, you know, to him. And man, I just, we, we just forgot like the point of all of this was I was a nutritionist. I love nutrition. I wanted to, you know, help people. So kind of fast forward several years, what is now three years ago, right? So it's like seven years into all of that. The business started declining and like really started declining. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that we just, um, you know, we had tons of employees and really like not, you know, we didn't have good management. We were still selling. I don't know. I think I became so like entitled. Mm -hmm. No, not I think. I did. You know, I was like, oh, well, you know what? The money is just going to roll in. And then it stopped. Like it really stopped. And it was such a humbling experience. But you know what? I needed it. Man, I needed it. I needed it sooner. Like <laughs> the fact that it didn't happen, like, uh, uh, you know, just a couple years in. And now, in a lot of ways, I'm unraveling a lot of that, not so much financially. I do kind of have to like give props to Dave Ramsey. Like, thank goodness for Dave Ramsey, who like Stuart and I were, you know, we saved, we paid our house off, we, you know, that kind of stuff. Man, just unraveling like the emotions, the who I became, who do, who do I really want to be, unraveling stuff with my kids, you know, like, uh, they always had just, you know, a nanny and a teacher and a tutor. And I mean, do you know, like, I, I'm like a pretty good mom. Like, I'm not saying I'm a bad mom, but a lot of stuff there wasn't good, you know? So anyway, um, so fast forward to now, I am still selling a program on the internet, but it is a faith-based nutrition program. I'm a Christian. I've always been a Christian, um, but I was never really, you know, open about that. And I'm doing it this way. I'm doing it this time the way I want to do it, which is authentically and not for the mighty dollar. And, and that's hard sometimes because I know how I can grow this business. Obviously I sold over 2 million of the other one, but I'm not doing it that way. I just recently bought my business partner out of the business he's doing something else. We're still wonderful friends, thank God. And I'm just doing this my way um, with less employees, with less sales, with less stuff. I'm homeschooling my children myself, not a teacher, and still sort of like figuring out what's, you know, you say like, you know, you talked about my values, which I appreciate, Mindy, um, but man, I just, I lost a lot of them, you know, along the way. And I'm, really working on just bringing it back and not allowing other people to define, you know, like we're going back to this, like full circle, not letting them define what I'm, how I'm supposed to live my life just because I have a seven figure business. Right. So, you know, we have been able to grow new life promise, you know, in a great way over the past few years, but I don't have to have a housekeeper an assistant a humongous house, a certain car, a certain, like, no, you will not, no one else will define how I'm supposed to live my life.
But anyway, stop me at any time, Mindy. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is awesome. And I think very relevant to the conversation. I mean, this, this whole show is me exploring wealth. I mean, you know, I've had so many hardships in that department in my life that I'm like, I want to talk to other people about their mindset and their journey and their process. So this is actually right on everything that you're saying. And I'd love, I'm really curious about this because of what you said about the, the shifts and the changes more recently, but how do you define wealth? Like what is wealth to you now? Okay. Um, wealth now is that I have had a day where I am not rushing that's like yes. first and foremost. I heard Tim Ferriss say that once on a podcast and I was like, yes, that like, Love that. yeah, on a day where I'm not like, and then I have to be here and then I have to be here and, I'm and, and to be quite honest, I'm really, I'm there. I'm really, really there. Wealth to me is not having to worry about how we're going to make the next payment on something. So look, we do need resources to live a certain way. Wealth to me, and this is like such a cheesy saying that everyone says, but wealth to me is health. It really is. Because when you feel like garbage, like nothing else is relevant. Yeah, really. no, no. And I just, yeah, I mean, really. And even like with this whole tooth thing, that tooth, that whole gum was infected. And that infection was in affecting my entire body, right? When you have an infection in your mouth. So for an entire year, I wasn't feeling well and no one knew what was wrong wow. and it all stemmed from my mouth. Now I'm really grateful that I know so much about health that like, you know, I eat well and I take good care of myself. So like for the most part, you know, I'm, I'm functioning very, very well. Um, but something was just not right, you know? And so anyway, then that becomes the most important thing. Like, wow, somebody figure out like what is going on with me. And the issue was, you know, in my mouth, wealth is also, liking who my children are. Now, listen, you're always going to love your kids, right? I mean, yes. Yeah. But many people don't like who their kids are because, you know, they're like, oh, you know, and then they hit 13 and 14 and they just became a, you know, they just had attitudes and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Not really. Like I, I've met 14, 15, 16, 17 year olds who are like very pleasurable to be around. I've met five year olds that are pleasurable to be around. And I've met five year olds that are just horrible to be around. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so I don't think we can put kids in like certain categories. Now they go through different challenges at different times. Like I understand that, but for a little while there, I didn't like who my oldest was. And then when I really looked at it, I'm like, okay, well, you left the house super early. He was at a school that was, eh, you know, the teacher was sort of like, eh, you know, so, so, and then the nanny picked him up and then he, you would get home and then there'd be like tantrums and fighting and all kinds of stuff. And it's like, oh, I wonder why, you know? And right now, Last night, I look at both of them and, you know, and they're a little older now. So people like, you know, say it's like their age, like Marcos is nine and Christian is 11. And we had some issues with Christian around like six years old. And I think about the conversation we had, you know, last night and I'm like, I like you. I like hanging out with you. Like, I like that you 
you know, were setting something up for yourself and you just automatically did one for your brother as well. And you were like, Oh, Hey Marcos, I got, you know, I got you covered. That's cool. I like, I like you, you know, so that, that is also wealth to me. Um, and wealth is having the kind of relationship with my husband that I like, I like to be around him. And that sounds so silly, but there are so many. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, um, there are just so many people who they don't like to be around each other. Like they don't like to be around their spouse. Their spouse is just there. It's like, you know, you, we're, we're just, you know, we're, we're kind of like in this life together and you do this and I do this and I'd rather be out with my girlfriends and I, or, you know, and me, I'm like, you know, Stuart, I've, you know, have to, I'm going to drive an hour and a half to go blah, blah, blah. Like, will you come with me? I think it'll be cool. You know, it'll be fun. Like we'll get, you know, a sitter and, uh, cause you know, we live so far from everything, but, um, that's wealth to me. Um, so, and that's what I'm striving for now. Yeah. I love that so much because you brought such different perspectives to the table. I mean, a lot of people on this show talk about health for sure, but like with your kids, I, I love that. So let me ask you, I have this framework that I use with my guests that's called herb. So there's four parts, H E R B. And I'll walk you through each of the parts. But really what the point is of the question is, what are the things that you do that have allowed you or that continue to allow you to really function at such a high level? Like you're super busy with kids, business, everything you've got going on, you know, church, whatever. And you're still doing really well. So let's start with the H. The H is habits. What are some of your habits? Oh man, I am like a robot. Okay. <laughs> you're yeah. like a robot. <laughs> No, and I say that because like, I have like such like, you know, this is what I do at this time. This is what I do at this time. Like, I mean, I have like a very typical like entrepreneur, like I go to bed early, this I do, you know, with my mask on and my earplugs. Um, <laughs> I sleep eight hours, if not more. And I wear an aura ring to tell me like how good my sleep is. I wake up without an alarm clock. So my body is, is trained. So I'll wake up at like between five and five 30. And then, you know, I drink water. I'll make a tea. I read my Bible, say my prayers, and then I get right to work. So for some people that might not work for them. Um, and when I say get right to work, like I need to make sure that I have delegated the right tasks so that my employees can get started. Cause when I tell you the next part, you know, then that'll make sense. And then after I like know that, okay, everybody's going to have whatever they need to get started. Then I work out only for 30 minutes. That's all I've, I don't know. I'm sure I have more than more time than 30 minutes, but that's, that's what I give to it. I do a short meditation and you know, I have some other habits dur during the day, but I would say to function at a high level that what I just described right there just sets me up for the entire day Something else that I do during the day, my kids do this with me, is we will go outside and we'll do some earthing. So I do live out on a lake, so we'll take our shoes off, we'll walk the grass, and then the grass turns into sand, and then it's like a beach, you know, uh, entrance into the lake. We'll put our feet uh, into the water. I think that helps me a ton throughout the day, a ton. I love that. Now, with that general morning routine, how many days a week are you doing that? Every single day. Every day. I every, yeah. I do it every day because, because I'm a robot and that's just what my <laughs> body does, but there's no reason not to do it on Saturday and Sunday. You know what I mean? Because 
I don't know. That's just like the start to my day. Now on Saturday and Sunday, I don't check into work and send emails. So that might be the day where if there's something like for homeschool that I want to like look up online, I might just like sit on a blog and look stuff up, but it's the same thing really. It's the get up at five and the, you know, and then then do the workout. And I just let my body kind of dictate what I'm doing that day. It might be 30 minutes of like easy yoga, or it might be literally like 30 minutes of plyos and I'm just jumping and absolutely killing myself. And I have seen those videos of you jumping. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it just every, you know, it just always just kind of changes whatever I want to do that morning. I love it. I love it. So moving into the E, the E stands for environment. What do you allow into your environment or not allow into your environment to kind of maintain that robot-like focus? So uh, this is something that I'm actively working on. So actually, I want to share with everyone the mistakes that I made because I'm unraveling those right now. So I had a lot of people in my house, and that was the kid's teacher, a housekeeper every single day. And then some version of like a repair person doing something like in the house, right? And I never knew why I was always just so anxious during the day. I'm like, wait, I don't have any reason to be anxious. Like I'm, I'm earthing, I'm meditating. I'm, I love my work. Like I'm, you know, in a good place, my kid, but all of this, all of the energy that was coming from the other people in the house was affecting me so much. Oh, wow. And then, and then when quarantine hit, you know, many, many months ago, all these people couldn't be in my house anymore. And Mindy, it was like a game changer. Now you would think I would be more stressed because we have like, we have five bathrooms, right? So now I've got to figure out like, wow, I've, you know, I'm, I'm all for cleaning the bathrooms. I've nothing against cleaning. cleaning the bathrooms, but that's, that's a whole lot of cleaning. So me and the boys, we put together a schedule. We're like going to do this, you know, and the just energy shift that I felt not having people in the house was literally like you could touch it. Like it was just, it was incredible. And if that wouldn't have happened, I don't know that I would have figured that out. Mm. So basically my new rule is I do not let other people come into the house with their, you know, complaining there. I mean, if we do ever hire someone to come into the house consistently, I don't know. I'm going to have to give them a serious, like thorough, thorough level interview because that would be major. So my housekeeper now only comes one day a week and there's no more teacher for the kids. We're doing it ourselves. And I just feel so much better. Now, another mistake that I made or that we have made as a family is that when we had two very large homes and we moved into one, we did not release a lot of the contents of that first large home. Oh, so So, you moved into one. Well, yeah. And there's storage units, there's clutter, there's just stuff everywhere and nobody wants to let go of it. Right. And now (laughs) recently, and when I say nobody... I really mean my husband. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, but like, I'm totally guilty of this too. So we are right now super decluttering. I mean, like super decluttering because this is also affecting me so much. So I would say those are the two things that I'm working on um, already making such a big difference. Yeah, that's awesome. And you and I have talked about that just this year over the last number of months, like simplifying and it doesn't need to be so complex and all of these 
things, you know? So I, I love that, of course. Now the R is one of my favorite ones. The R is resources and resources can be books, programs, mentors, whatever has been a resource to you. But what are some of the resources that have really, really impacted you and that you might recommend to others? You know, I already mentioned Dave Ramsey. And I would just say that for me, that was huge because when the business really started tanking, I think, you know, whereas, well, I'm not going to talk about other people, but if we were in a situation where we had like a big mortgage, big car payments, that kind of thing, it would have been very difficult to deal with the situation. And we didn't. And, you know, prior we were making more than enough money. We could have you know, knocked down our house and built a larger home and, and done whatever. Um, but I'm really, really grateful that we did follow those baby steps. And we were like, you know, we had many months of savings. We had, um, again, like, you know, the house paid off, like all that kind of stuff. So that really has been huge for me. And then, you know, for me, it's my Bible. I mean, that's just, I wake up in the morning and even I just read like a little, like, just a little bit of it. And last week when I was having like all the issues with my mouth, I was reading a lot of the miracles that Jesus performed. And I was like, Oh, come on. That man could walk on water. He could heal my mouth. You know, I was like, come on, you could turn like all those, you know, that one little loaf of bread into all those loaves. Listen, the stitches in my mouth, you know, that's nothing. So for me, that just, you know, brings me um, a lot of peace. And other resources. I mean, man, I'm just like filled with, you know, books all over the place. I'm just constantly, constantly reading any book right now that has to do with less and yeah. minimalism. I'm all about it. Like I just, uh, and I can't think of any, I've read like just so many and they all did say the read, same thing. Did you read that one called Goodbye Things? No. I would recommend it to you because it's by, it's this Japanese art of decluttering or something. And I would say it's actually very extreme. Like even for me that I'm pretty much minimalist, I was like, whoa, this is taking it too far. But it was great for the contrast of like, oh, like I see how other people don't need anything. <laughs> Why do I need yeah. all this stuff? <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like so drawn to those books. And like I said, most of the time they all say the same thing. I'm like, exactly. I don't care. I just need to hear it like over and over again, apparently. It's true. It's true. It's such a good, good reminder. So I love that. And finally, the B in herb stands for beliefs. And yes, Christianity, I'd love for you to talk about that. But also, what are your core beliefs in terms of the way that you see the world that allows you to have the success that you've had? I heard something from Brene Brown once that she shared that I think it was like her husband said to her that what if you looked at everyone and just assumed that they were doing the very best that they could. And when I heard that, and I know other people have said it, but it was, it was literally life changing for me because now when I look at my husband and he has done something that I don't think is right, you know, or basically, you know, I always have like 25 projects for Stuart at a time, right? Like, at meanwhile, <laughs> yeah, like at a minimum. And, you know, when he doesn't do this, 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 and this, I don't harp on those things anymore. I just quickly very much go to, well, what did he do today? Okay. Like, 
right now, I mean, he really runs most of the errands, right? I mean, like I, we homeschool the kids in the morning. I work all afternoon. This is when I do like calls and, you know, things like this. So he is out running all the, the errands with two kids in tow, having a great time. And I'm like, okay, so he didn't do 25 things today, but look at all the things, you know, that he did do. So when I then transfer that to every single person in my life, game changer, like game changer. The other thing that I think, um, and yes, like my Christian beliefs are so huge, throwing judgment out. The first thing that Jesus says, the first thing that God tells us to do is to love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And I think that people get so wrapped up in, well, this person is doing, you know, X, Y, and Z, and that doesn't fit into my Christian beliefs. And this person is doing this, 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 and this. Like, okay, well, I think the Bible says that's not for me to judge. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that you also may have some iffy things in your own life that you might want to look at. Most definitely. So, yeah, you know what I mean? So all I do is just, the only thing I am to do is to love others regardless of what they're doing. Now, if they go ahead and ask me, like, uh, do you think I should be having an affair? I'd be like, no, I don't think that's right. <laughs> like, no, since you're asking me, I would like to share maybe what you could be doing instead, you know, or, you know, should I be, you know, drinking every night and getting drunk and not paying attention to my spouse? I, I, no, I, I don't think like that's what you should be doing. But if I totally just judge that person and, you know, just sort of stay away from them and um, don't love them, then, you know, how can I be helpful? So getting back to the question that Sean would always ask me, you know, now I just constantly ask myself, like, what would love do? Well, love surely would not post on social media all the nasty things that people post. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, so you think you're actually changing people's opinions like with your post? But look, I mean, you know, we could we could talk about that one all day long. Whew. That is a whole other issue that I actually have no interest in talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Isabel, obviously I could talk to you for a million more hours, which we won't do, but this has been delightful. If some of our listeners are like, you know what, I want to check her out, see what she's up to, where would you like them to go? So it's Isabel D, as in David, Price everywhere. So on Facebook, Isabel D. Price, Instagram, Isabel D. Price, and the new website is isabeldprice.com. And there you can see everything that I'm doing. Um, faith-based and nutrition wise. Cause you know, I do know a little, a little bit about health, um, which yeah, which is good. Uh, so yeah, Isabel D price everywhere. I love it. And I will link to all of that good stuff at lucra.com. So you guys can check that out and truly Isabel, you're a delight. It's always a good time hanging out with you. So thanks so much for your time today. Oh, you're welcome. Lindy. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe to The Lucrative Society on iTunes. And please leave a review of the podcast. Visit lucra.com for transcripts and resources or to become a member of The Lucrative Society where I coach purpose-based entrepreneurs on business, mindset, and heartset. Lucra, where wealth equals well-being.